0: It'll it'll just be part of the show, yeah. All right, three, two, one. Whoa, whoa, come on, dude. I
1: wasn't, I had to unpause it. Like, every time you You're asking me if I'm ready and you're not ready? Every time you start counting down and I haven't unpaused
0: yet. All right, I want you to keep this in, kind of. (laughs) (coughs) Three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where I started off and then I yell at you. you. I'm your host, John, with me as always, my co host,
1: Jim. <laughs> Fuck you. Nobody's ever called <laughs> me Jim in my whole life. Also, you're... and now. And now you have been. You're coming across very speedy today. Have you started doing stimulants? <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I have caffeine, but stimulants don't affect me, so it doesn't matter.
1: I'm, uh, uh, stimulants don't affect you. I'm pretty sure if you did some cocaine, we would fucking notice. Well,
0: sure, <laughs> probably.
1: Probably. Uh, you, you would notice
0: by the, the the little white at the end of my nose. Uh, We're not on camera. <laughs> oh, you would notice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I Anyways. <laughs> Uh what's your glowing weak point, Monsieur? Uh my glowing weak point is video games. Video games okay. are good. Um can I, be. I think I've talked about it before. I didn't like uh Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um like anything about it. I hated it pretty much everything about the game. Um I get that. Tears of the Kingdom is Breath of the Wild if it was good. Sounds good. Yeah, like, like kind
0: of. That's kind of what I've heard from it is that it's like, imagine Breath of the Wild, but they also added things on top of it.
1: Yeah, there's like, so actual like all of dungeons. Breath of the
0: Wild is functionally still there, but there's there's more that's good.
1: Yeah, like
0: usually I'm not a huge fan of just being like, here's the game plus more, but. It sounds like they, they kind of nailed it this time.
1: Yeah, they, they did. There's like actual Zelda-type dungeons in this one, which Breath of the Wild just didn't have. Um, there are fun okay. little caves to go around and explore, which is just, it's great. It adds more depth to the world. Also adding literal depth to the world is there are islands in the sky and also a huge cavernous underground area Um, in addition to the main overworld being, you know, the same size as it was in the first game, but with those caves added everywhere now, like I said, um, you can fuse items onto your weapons, which gives them new abilities and power and it makes them last longer. So you end up not switching out weapons fucking constantly. Um... (laughs) The the powers that you have are way better than the ones in the first one. Like stasis was shit. Stasis was a shit power, and it was fucking intolerable to use. And the cryosis or whatever was situational at best. <clears throat> and the those two just flat out sucked, right? Yeah. In, in the in this one, you have like ascend, which just takes you to the top of whatever you're underneath. It's it's a way mm. of traversing the world that just makes it easier to explore. Um, nice. And we have, like, Rewind, which stops time and then turns it back for items, which is cool. Uh, That's cool, yeah. There's a fucking... Oh, the fusibility is one of those. And then there's Ultra Hand... Which is uh, like magnesis, but better because now you can you, you have a big hand and you grab stuff with it, right? But then you can also yeah. attach things to each other. So so you can end a you can build like long, uh, you can grab planks of wood and attach them together, and then you have like a fucking thirty foot long bridge that you can use to cross a river. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's all really cool. Okay. And then, video games are good. Zelda, I've been playing. Zelda, I've been playing. And then next week, Final Fantasy 16 comes out. Mm. Oh my god, I can't wait. Hit me with it. Just fucking get me the disc and then slap me in the face with it. I can do that. Yeah, I, I, you should. I deserve it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you you dirty dirty
1: boy. <laughs> it's your game. What's uh, your glowing weak point, John?
0: Apples. Apples? Apples. What
1: about oranges? You
0: you picked video games, I pick apples.
1: Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Have an uh, apple while you play your games.
0: I found a website called AppleRankings dot What? Where they ranked every apple. The fruit. Yes. The the, the, the fruit. Okay. The, the The fruit that grows on trees. Yes. The opposite of an orange.
1: It's not really the um, opposite of an orange, but no, it is no, different. But
0: yeah. <laughs> In the saying, it is the opposite.
1: <laughs> right, apples and oranges. Um, that is what I was getting and it, at earlier. It,
0: it rates them on a 100-point scale. Okay. And uh, so the it, it, it gives it not just, like, a, a numbered rating, but also breaks that down into... Like, there's it's not just, like... You know, I, I rate this, like, a 60 or something. Uh, it's got... I think it's like nine flavor different profiles. categories that it rates on. Um, and, and then like each one of those gets added up to be the, um, yeah, it's, uh, eight different categories, uh, on a 10 point scale. And then taste is a 20 point scale. And then that, that gets totaled to get the, um, the final score.
1: They did wine tastings,
0: for apples. Fully written review. Each apple, every apple has a fully written review.
1: Okay, okay, hit me one, hit me with one, hit me with Granny Smith.
0: Okay, Granny Smith. Uh, let me scroll down. I love a
1: Granny Smith apple. It's the best apple.
0: Uh, I okay. That that's a take. I love <laughs> a Granny Smith as well, but I also agree. Uh, would not state that it's the best. No. Um, it is. Rated 57.
1: That feels low. Barely worth it. What?
0: Now, it gets high marks for beauty, Uh branding and consistency, and cost and availability.
1: Right. It's Uh, everywhere. It gets
0: very, very low ratings for the skin and density. And I will agree, its skin is a a little tough.
1: Yeah, not a fan of the skin. I'm a fan of the flavor. Yeah.
0: Uh, surprisingly, it gets relatively low marks for crispness, what? which I, I tend to think of them as, as very crisp. They're but...
1: very crisp. Um, Did they chew gum before um, having this apple?
0: <laughs> so here's here's the review. There was a time not so very long ago when apples came in two varieties, red and green. Generally red apples corresponded to the now-contemptible Red Delicious, and green apples referred to the famed Granny Smith. For decades, children in school cafeterias around the world sang the praises of the mouth-puckering alternative to the teacher's pet, Red Delicious. That, this was an apple for the cool kids. It inspired its own candy flavor and showed how truly original its eaters were. How sad it is that so many unfortunate souls still cling to the stray bits of personality they gleaned from proudly declaring themselves a Granny Smith fan when they were but mere tots. It is the dawn of a new age in Appalandia, and Granny Smith, an actual British expatriate who lived in Australia, is long dead. It is time to bury her apple along with her. Admittedly, this is a superb baking apple, perhaps the best... But as for munching, the Granny Smith's densely packed flesh and insurmountable skin create a most unpleasant eating experience. Here are the straight facts. The Granny Smith's tough flesh and skin will quite literally make your gums bleed. It was born from the trash of Granny Smith's French crab apples, and science has determined that this is the most undigestible apple in the world, which to be fair is actually good for gut flora. To all the Granny Smith acolytes, it is time to grow up there are now superior sour apples on the market.
1: I'm insulted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, considering what you
0: basically said, I then read a scathing review of you afterwards. Right.
2: (laughs) I'm mad at them. (laughs) It is
0: in the yellow category, which is average apples. It's, It's not in the red category for... Pure shit apples, which or I assume is the... where Red
1: Delicious is, because they called it contemptible. Correct. <laughs>
0: Red Delicious is fourth from the bottom. <laughs> um, these are apples. Gets a score of twenty-five.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yep, a score of twenty-five. That's less than half the score of the Granny Smith. Yep. <laughs> oh,
0: how the mighty have fallen. Believe it or not, the coffee grounds in a leather glove known as the Red Delicious <laughs> Apple was once a robust firebrand credited with reinventing the apple from mere cider fruit into a full-fledged, lunch-worthy side piece. <laughs> uh, and the yet... The <laughs> worst apple...
1: The, the worst, worst apple
0: is the Newtown Pippin. Uh, what? Does
1: this that come from Newtown, Sandville, Connecticut? Uh... Newtown, Long Island. Newtown, Long Island. I didn't know Long Island had towns of its own. Yep.
0: Okay. This this sand-filled condom from Long Island was choked down in the (laughs) 1750s by the likes of Thomas Jefferson at Monticello, George Washington at Mount Vernon, and Benjamin Franklin as he declared it his favorite apple. Perhaps the Newtown Pippin was once a great apple whose quality has degraded over the centuries like the crumbling democracy the Founding Fathers established. Or perhaps, after decades of eating pigeon pie and squirrel meat, these wooden-toothed slave owners' taste buds are not to be trusted.
1: Okay, Benjamin
0: Franklin didn't own slaves. (laughs) Either way, in today's world, aside from being excellent for apple cider production... The Newtown Pippin is a tasteless hunk of malformed donkey shit that should have been abolished during the reign of King George the <laughs> Third.
1: All right, and what's the best apple? The well, Sweet Tango. What should I look out for in the grocery store? Sweetango. 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 Sweet Tango. Sweet Tango. I hate the name.
0: <laughs> that is the uh, the negative point to it. <laughs> Uh, reading the final paragraph of this is the one downside of the sweet tango other than the needlessly lopping off the tea from sweet to form the repulsively frolicsome word "swee," is its paltry robustness. <laughs> Get these apples before November 1st or you'll be cursing my name as you bite into a hollowed out balloon of an apple. And if in the western hemisphere, <laughs> don't be fooled into buying New Zealand sweet tangos in the winter. They can't handle the trip.
1: Okay. So get them, get them in the summer. Summer and fall. Summer and fall.
0: Early fall, I, I should say. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. I'll look out for the sweet tango then. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we've spent too long on this. Let's, let's go. <laughs> okay. It's time for the news. The news! Uh, do you want to just walk, work down the list? Yeah, okay. Um, Spiritfarer developer making 33-person co-op game that will absolutely be dead on arrival. Um, er, er, early listeners of the podcast will know that I uh, have a deep love for this game, Spiritfarer. Uh, I think it's one of the uh, better games I've ever played for this, uh, to talk about on this podcast. Um. So it's a real bummer to see them working on a 33-person um, fucking roguelike game that seems to be focused around, like, big boss battles. Uh, yeah. Because they're an indie developer, which means they don't have, like, the reach to make a game of the, uh, that requires this size of a team.
0: It's it's hard for any studio. Like it, it would be difficult for EA and um, Ubisoft, may they fuck themselves, uh, to to make a game that's successful requiring thirty three people just to play a single
1: instance of it cooperatively. Like you can get yeah. you can get thirty three plus people together for like a battle royale, right? Like people love yeah. battle royales. It's a gr- it's a great time, but to yeah. get all of those people to focus on a single task in front of them and not fuck each other over is asking a lot of the sweatiest, grossest people on the planet. Gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. B- but true. But true. But true. <laughs> so uh. it it does kind of feel like they've just decided to end their careers. <laughs>
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're done with developing
1: games, so. We're going to make this thing, and it'll be there, and nobody will play it. So. No. That's a, uh, it's a bummer.
0: Yeah. I mean, because, like, one of my favorite games I played once, and it was very difficult to play it that one time. And it was Guns of Icarus Online.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that one time was with me, wasn't it?
0: No, no, it was well before. Oh, I
1: I thought I played it with you.
0: No, I I didn't even know you when I played this. Oh,
1: no, I Um, remember who I played it with. I played it with my fucking Fantasy Earth Zero guild. That was one of the multiple dead games that we kept playing. (laughs) Yeah. And like it's a
0: awesome game. Like truly, it is a fantastic game, and it only requires like eight to ten people. Like, yeah, like, it's it's really not asking a whole lot.
1: And the shit mechanics and it's not are so cool.
0: Yeah, it, and it's not even requiring, Like you have to get eight people together. You only have to get four people together. Yeah, like it's it's groups of four. So. It should be really simple. It should be doable. But it, but it was wasn't. Not. <laughs> and, and, and the game does not exist. Like it is impossible to play this game now.
1: Yeah, because there's just nobody who will. It, it's, yeah. It's a real bummer, and that's what uh shit, what was this game called? <laughs> Did they give it a name? It doesn't seem like know, they gave it's, it a name. It's
0: Hades, fairer.
1: <sighs> yeah, basically.
0: Thirty-three immortals. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that is what it's called. Yeah, thirty-three immortals. That's that's what it's gonna be. Guns, Vickers, all over again. Yeah. Um, bummer. Yeah. <clears throat> GDC twenty twenty three plagued with reports of sexual harassment and abuse, just like every convention. Organizers continue to not find solutions.
0: Yeah, I mean when when you first sent this to me, I I was I was hoping you weren't like turning this into a like game developers are are sexual harassers and abusers. Which I mean some are. In the news lately, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of that, but but it's it's not. This is not a game related thing. This is just all conventions suck. Yes, if you're if you're a woman or a minority or small like like, like yeah. anything, <laughs> they
1: just boy are you. If you're not a straight not right white place. cis dude, conventions suck. And they have not found a way to help that not be the case. And it just, it it does affect the gaming community the most, I will say. But like all conventions suck, but it seems to especially be gaming conventions where we hear this out of like the most. I I think you just don't follow. uh, That could be it too.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think this is a case of just not being aware.
1: I'll give it that. But also... Uh, so, let's see here. Uh, one conference attendee reported having her drink refeed. This is from uh, Kotaku. At least two women say they were assaulted by a man who lured them to a meeting under the guise of hearing a pitch. Um, at least six women alleged to have been drugged at the conference. Which is six too many. It's, yeah, and I feel like that second thing could uh, that could definitely be dealt with in some way, like people luring you with with pitches or something. Like the the convention should have a way of protecting against that kind of thing. Yeah, like like you could even set up like special rooms, right? Where, like, like, this is where you can take people for private pitches, right? And, like, you have to be checked in, you have to check your IDs, and, and then you can go in there, right? Uh-huh. And then, if you do anything, we know who the fuck you are, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But but they can't implement even like I I just came up, up with that off the top of my head. There's there's problems with it, but it's an idea to build from. They haven't done it, they haven't done anything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if the concept of conventions is is going to change significantly i mean between you know a, a post covid world and I, I hate that that gets thrown around a whole lot especially since it's still around buddy
1: right <laughs> um, we are past the worst but, of it though which is why people say pa- yeah, post covid but.
0: but but i like with, between like it's it's ridiculous to think that um, we're gonna keep shoving uh, <laughs> uh, hundreds of thousands of people into a packed convention center uh, with like all breathing the same air.
1: Right. I mean, if you it's, scroll down on this this article to the first picture, like, this This picture is, like, from my nightmares. Yeah. S- since 2020, yeah. this is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. Um. Golly.
1: I mean, even before 2020, this was a nightmare for me, but for different Correct. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a death um, trap rather than just an anxiety trap.
0: And, and I know that, like, there are some... Communities already working to change that, like you know, one of the larger of the gaming communities, uh, like like I'd say the big two right now, uh, that are completely unconnected to a specific video game brand. So, like, not not talking like BlizzCon or something like that, um, but uh, would be PAX and then RTX, right. Um, and I know RTX is already moving towards not being a massive show floor where you pack everyone in and they go to each booth to being a more open thing. And, and there, are, there are even talks of like, yeah, we don't even need to be in a convention center. We can take this out outside and
1: i mean that's what i was just thinking like instead of putting everybody inside this like giant building where we're all breathing just like the same air filtered back to us right yeah just go to a park
0: uh-huh
1: <laughs> yeah and
0: there's absolute like like treat this like a festival right i mean and and you know there's arguments of like well you know what about you know the heat or something like that. Stop holding Festivals them in the already summer. deal with that. <laughs> right? Like, like literally, like, like that's already a thing. Festivals have solved, although people already still pass out at festivals. But that's because stupid people exist. Right,
1: they don't take advantage like, of the facilities you, that are offered to them.
0: Like at festivals, people literally shove water into your hands, and if you don't drink the water, then y- yeah, you're gonna pass out from. <laughs> right. exhaustion and stuff um but yeah it's already a thing that people do
1: yeah uh, it, it, whatever it'd be, it'd be very simple to do uh uh-huh twitch thought it could go after streamers ads and it was wrong
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah it was very wrong <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> here's here's the thing this this will become a uh a theme for, for a couple things today is that uh, for a hosting site you are not like your you're, your hosting is not the product the The people who are on your site using your site are producing product yes it's so like you you as like twitch without streamers doesn't exist
1: Yeah, Twitch itself does not generate a product. No. The people who utilize Twitch generate Twitch's product. But Twitch thinks that it has a product that it is selling the streamers. And it doesn't. No. (laughs) No. It doesn't. So, uh... what they were going to attempt to do... Is uh, where can I find this? All right. So they were going, uh, and actually, they didn't get rid of this one. On stream logos are limited to three percent of screen size, which is it. They've like I said, they're still doing that one. Uh, burned-in video ads are not allowed, burned-in display ads are not allowed, and burned-in audio ads are not allowed. And if you don't know what burned-in means, that means, like, when when somebody, like, records their own commercial because they have, like, a sponsorship from fucking G-Fuel, right? Yeah. And then in the middle of their stream, they're like, it's time to play an ad. And they play the ad that they cut for G-Fuel. That's a burned-in ad. Yeah. And Twitch was going to say, you can't do that.
0: Yeah. Which was going to make it so that streamers functionally...
1: Could not make money. Could not make money, yeah. Because Twitch already takes 50% of every, like, subscription, right? Yeah.
0: Well, it, it depends on how popular you are. Once you cease to be an affiliate and start being a partner, partners are individually contracted. So every partner has a, a separate contract that they negotiate on their own. So it could be... They could be making lots. They could be making very little. It's all based off of what they negotiated.
1: Right. Right but regardless twitch still takes a percentage of that and yeah if we went straight off of subscriptions like very few people would actually be making like a livable wage off of twitch no, like, like there there would be nobody who would be like yeah twitch is my full-time job without tens yeah <laughs> it would be tens of people. double digits <sighs> <laughs> yeah um, the reason why more people are able to do that is because they're able to get sponsorships like that. Um, and and the, the people were already finding ways around it, like, immediately, like, yeah, we're just going to have to have our backgrounds be full of product placement. <laughs> yeah. Stacks of G Fuel cans beh- behind us and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, Twitch did see that uh, nobody was into it, and they walked it back. But you have to keep an eye on these fucking companies all of the time, yeah. every day, twenty four hours a day. You have to watch what they're fucking doing because they will do this. But the moment you turn your back, they will. They will say, "Yet yeah, uh, we're going to do stuff." This way now, and will yeah. they'll fuck you over just entirely
0: they'll they'll absolutely just screw with you yeah for for no good reason
1: but like the the reason is twitch has their own ads, right mm-hmm. their own ads play periodically as you watch a stream um and they're upset that. Uh, streamers get to play their own ads and Twitch doesn't get a cut of that revenue. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, they they're, just they're... wanted to find a way to stop you getting money because they were not making money.
0: Yep. It, not that it was taking away from their money-making because their ads still played. Right. It's not like...
1: They were still getting those... their money that they... They had, like, contractually... You know, said they would get mm. yeah you know it it did nothing to them other than make them be like jimmy's got a jimmy's got a chocolate double scoop ice cream i only have a chocolate single and a half scoop ice cream oh no mama is, mama i want another is, scoop of chocolate is very ice accurate. cream mama <laughs>
0: Uh, it's it's sad how accurate that was though right (laughs) it's
1: it's just stupid i hate them it is i hate capitalism
0: um okay we're gonna skip down to the bottom there um so moving right along to the uh the next example of Uh, corporate greed
1: Oh, because it blends in well, I see
0: (laughs) It it, it does blend in
1: very well
0: Reddit decided this past week uh, to announce that it was going to be changing its API to cost money So an API is the back end of a website that allows other things to access it Um Like, you can always just look at, you know, Reddit's posts on, you know, the website or whatever. But if you wanted to be able to search for a specific thing externally, uh, or if you wanted to have, like, a third-party app that displays the, the contents of posts that way, or even access things using bots that don't, like... You know, a, a bot isn't hooked up to a browser and types things in like that. It just accesses things through the API. Um, they all go through the API to do that. Um, okay. And every website has, if they have an API, access is free. That is how APIs work. Uh, because it's, if you open your API for other people to use it, then you, you really can't charge for it. Okay. Until now. Oh, because no. Because Reddit decided that they were going to charge for API access. And if you were only using a little bit of API, it was it was fine. Like, you know, one or two API requests per minute or something like that. But if you did more than that, Then they were going to charge you a set amount per API access. Per each access? Immediately. Yes, for each access. Huh. And uh, that immediately meant that almost every bot uh, was immediately just completely uh, too expensive. Like, way too expensive. Um, uh, the most, you know, there, there's, there's stupid bots like Frodo bot on the Lord of the Rings memes where, you know, you, you say something that has something to do with Frodo and Frodo will, Frodo bot will say one of Frodo's lines or, you know, there, or, um, Haiku bot, which re- Oh, I've seen Haiku comments. bot. Yeah. And it, it detects which comments could be. Be a haiku.
1: If could break it down into setups. a haiku. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. It, it could be something stupid like that, which would become uh, too expensive at this point. But also, like whatever, it's it's a stupid bot that does nothing. the The uh, most common type of bot, however, is auto moderator, which handles like eighty to ninety percent of moderation for all subreddits. Right. I've
1: seen AutoMod a lot. <laughs> w-
0: without which you cannot moderate subreddits. <laughs> Cuz what one... let's, let's just be realistic here.
1: Yeah. You can't. L- Cuz like some some subreddits literally have like hundreds of posts a minute. Yeah. You
0: know? I mean like the the most popular subreddits have like 40 plus million active subscribers.
1: And, and that's insane. Right. Imagine having, like, actual people moderating that.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. And and then, then just to add on to that, um, moderators are not paid at all. There are no paid moderators. Right. It is all a volunteer basis. So it's just it becomes impossible and not worth it in the slightest. Yeah um plus uh the reddit site itself is not beautiful uh it's it's not particularly accessible either um a lot of people use old.reddit which was the original site design which is slightly more and people are more used to it but you know the it's the just in general it's not very accessible uh then if you use it on mobile um There's the Reddit app, which is also not very accessibility friendly.
1: No, it's terrible. I hate the Reddit app. And yeah,
0: and uh, it's it's awful looking. So uh, before there was ever a Reddit app, uh, they opened their API and a lot of developers came along and made Reddit apps. And those are very popular. And also, oftentimes, very accessibility-minded. And a lot of them add in additional moderation tools for moderators to use. Um, the most popular uh, third-party app uh, developer did the math. And it was going to cost them over $20 million a year in order to run their app.
1: Shut it After down. these changes. <coughs> <laughs> Wrap it up? <laughs> There's yep. no way they make uh, that kind of money. <laughs> th-
0: that is correct. There is no way they make that kind of money. They do make a little bit of money, which some people were pissed off about because initially they weren't going to be making any money. But but also they're a I mean, business. With the imp-
1: I'm not going to be guided a yeah, business they're, they're, making they're money. Yeah, they're business.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the guy did the work.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pay him a little bit for it. Like if he's making it's still, too like, much it, money, I would I would be I'd put up hands, right? But yeah, businesses yeah. should make money. That is what a business does. <laughs> yeah, but also it's a free app,
0: right? So like like he is making money on it from donations and some amount of small ads, but it's significantly better than Reddit's ads. And because that's that's another thing is that Reddit just has ads everywhere now. Yeah, D- so ads many that ads look like
1: posts. Like, yes, and they suck. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, especially
0: especially those he gets us ads. <laughs> Golly, I hate the owners of Hobby Lobby. Um, uh,
1: fuck them! God,
0: yeah, could do a whole so episode anyways. on
1: Hobby Lobby. We, we we could
0: <laughs> i feel like the amount we've mentioned to them over the years we might already have you could super
1: cut um, it into an episode on hobby lobby <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um so uh there is there's a lot of pushback on this of like hey th- this is ridiculous and you're basically just going after um the these third party app developers and and you're screwing over moderators who use those because most moderators use those because the additional moderator tools and you're getting rid of bots and stuff by making this ridiculous. And and they, they then carved out some exceptions for some bots. I think Auto Mod was included, but I'm not certain. Um but they basically ended up being like,
1: no fuck y'all. Yeah, the blackout did not work. Reddit was just like, "Yeah, we can weather this." No, no, this this was before the, the blackout. Oh, this is before um, the blackout.
0: Yeah, and the the CEO Steve Huffman did a an AMA, which always a terrible idea to do an yeah, Ask Me Anything, unless Darren. you're Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> yeah, his Ask and, Me Anything was pretty fun. He he answered twelve questions. That's um, not enough. All the. Qu- All the questions were asked by functionally admins. Wow. Um, And uh, one of his answers started with a colon space, um, which the only time that would be included is if it was part of a literal Q&A sheet where the, the questions were on there and the answers were next to them. And he was... Sending the questions to the admins to send out and answering them with the the so, A section.
1: So he didn't so much have an "ask me anything" as he had a veiled press release. Correct. Yeah, he, he had an "ask me twelve questions that I tell
0: you to in the way that I tell you to, and I will give you the pre-recorded response." Right. He did. He did then answer a thirteenth question in which he. Um, Functionally, uh, what is it called when you malign someone's name?
1: Insult them? Um,
0: no, the Dishonored? legal version.
1: <laughs> S- libeled, slandered?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's he he libeled the uh, developer of the aforementioned uh, third-party app. Oh. Um, yeah, and and really okay. shat on him. Oh no! Uh, yeah,
1: so oh. technically,
0: there there is a potential lawsuit for that, but get him. Uh, and then uh, then because of all this, you know, there's, there is there is some push for it before the AMA, but after the a, the disastrous AMA, um, something like ninety percent of all subreddits banded together to do a forty eight hour blackout. Okay, and they were just going to private their subreddits and make it so that they were unaccessible at all for forty eight hours.
1: Yeah, all the uh, and all the Runescape subreddits did that. That's what yeah, I knew about it.
0: So there's something like, I think eight thousand sub, no seven thousand out of seven thousand nine hundred something subreddits okay were, we're blacked out um, and then they came back and and some subreddits have have continued to do a blackout uh, and and then <laughs> then it, it kind of got worse um, oh did it Did it get worse yeah because because reddit has started removing moderators.
1: What and then just reopening those subreddits? Um. So they're stealing people's subreddits. Yeah, basically. Because like Reddit, um, the way Reddit works is it's it's kind of like Twitch, right? It's it's a hosting platform, and then people open up their own subreddits. That is their yeah. community, right? So then, Correct. if you remove the moderator and open up the subreddit again without that moderator, you've effectively stolen a community from somebody. Uh huh. That doesn't now, feel like that should be okay.
0: <laughs> technically, everything on Reddit is owned by Reddit. Right. Including, as it turns out, people's data. Because. Excuse uh, me? A lot of users have taken to. Uh, changing all their comments to, you know, deleting all their comments or, and posts or, uh, changing all of their, you know, going back and editing all their comments to be like, I have left Reddit for this reason. I'm going to this new technology over here. Um, uh, here are the reasons for that. Goodbye. And just changing all of their comments to that. Um, And then Reddit has gone back and changed those, like, unedited those comments back to what they originally were. Excuse me? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, guess what? That's against the law in the EU. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It turns out in the EU, uh, you don't own anybody's anything. Uh, The people own that anything.
1: That's right, because Europe has, like, actual laws that, like, protect consumers and shit. (laughs) Yeah, unlike
0: the US, because we suck.
1: Yeah, And Reddit forgot about that. Oh, no!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, and also, like... Gosh, there's so much shit going on with this. Like um, when the blackout was happening, um, the the CEO put out a uh, an internal memo um, asking. It was really cringy as well. It referred apparently he refers to his employees as snooze. Which, what? Uh, S- Snoo is the name of the little Reddit guy. Little Reddit robot. Is that... What? That's that the... That's the it has a little name? Little Reddit guy. His name is Snoo. <laughs> and also, apparently, they refer to their own
1: employees as Snooze, Which is the cringiest shit. <laughs> also implying that they're just robots who should do the fucking work. Kinda, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: but in this memo... Uh, he warned uh, employees not to wear Reddit gear in public for fear of violence. Um, and that's just some bullshit to, to That's written for them. the press <laughs> and to garner sympathy and paint the protesters as bad actors. Right? Like, and I'm that's, sure news media fucking it. ran with it. I, honestly, no, no. Uh, I mean, I I'll be honest. I don't follow. M- Much conservative news, but I doubt conservative news was following uh, left leaning Reddit, right? um, As it went through this,
1: is Reddit Uh, left leaning though? In general, yes. Because I got I got horribly downvoted in the uh, there was an attempt subreddit because I called out somebody's fucking uh, anti Chinese racism. Ah, (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, there's
0: definitely bad actors. Right. As there was, like, r slash the Donald, and r slash conservative is still a cesspool of hell.
1: Of course it is.
0: Uh, Which, uh, by the way, r slash conservative did not join the blackout. And, in fact, stated that they were going to keep Reddit alive and conserve Reddit.
1: You know it, which <laughs> coincidentally neither did there was an attempt. Uh, it uh-huh. also did not participate in the blackout. yeah
0: that checks out
1: yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay so so what happens now? Uh,
0: so some uh, actually a lot of sites are starting to um, go with malicious compliance. So, for instance, our slash pics has reopened, uh, but instead of allowing any pictures, it now only allows pictures of sexy John Oliver. That's exclusively. awesome. Exclusively, that is exclusively what they allow. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> um, love John Oliver. Yeah.
0: So yeah, then there's there's some some other. One's doing stuff like that, um, uh, but basically, Reddit's
1: sticking to their guns.
0: Yes, for the most part, they are. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of them decided not to continue the blackout, but uh, they were mostly small communities. So right. Like R slash Steam is now pics of steam engines. R slash Well, that sucks is now pics of vacuum cleaners. Um, <laughs> yeah that's that's stuff okay um but so far there's there's no um no backs uh treading from from the ceo like he's he's still sticking to his guns and uh a lot of people have actually left reddit for alternatives so. I wish I
1: had a soundboard because I would just I, I would just like hammer the uh, that's a bold move cotton button just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: anyways, uh, <laughs> vampire the masquerade sequel due to be released in 2020 zero yeah offering refunds to those who pre-ordered the game about three years too late.
1: Yeah, so uh cult classic Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was supposed to have yeah. a sequel come out 2020. People were super excited about it. It was going to be, like, yeah. hella cool, right? Um, I remember a lot of uh,
0: streamers actually playing Bloodlines again because, you know, cult classic
1: getting prepared for the next one. Right. Um, it never showed up. No. J- just kind of silently did not ever show up. So, now they have to issue refunds, which, as I put in the headline, feels like it should have been sooner, right? Like, if you don't release a game in 2020, surely you have refunds out of the way by 2021, right? No. Maybe you have some stragglers left over, you don't get to them until 2022. Maybe? no no we don't start issuing them until 2023 okay
0: no <laughs> we no, just don't, hold on don't to issue them, anything
1: we just hold on to their money for three years and give them no product
0: yeah <laughs> exactly
1: um so this is why you don't pre-order games that aren't made yet you know yeah like I pre-ordered Final Fantasy 16 right? Uh, I placed my pre-order two days ago because the game is already in some people's hands. You know, I'm going to get my game when it comes out. When they say it comes out is when it comes out and I'll get my game. That's the time to pre-order. But if somebody is yeah. selling you a game that is not finished and does uh, like could possibly not be finished by the time they say it is, uh, don't pre-order that. Do not give no. people your money for a product that does not exist. Do not. Yeah, uh, because they can just do this. You know, like yep. <laughs> there, there was no law or anything saying they had to do this. It, it was just. Uh, I guess now it was time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know why we don't have things like that to protect people. I mean, I do know why. But I don't know why we allow it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but until then, until we get some kind of consumer protections in this country, you just kind of have to protect yourself. And...
0: and it's hard to do in this country.
1: Yeah. But don't buy games until they're out or about to be out and in reviewers hands is what yeah. I would say
0: <laughs> basically just never pre-order
1: yeah pre-orders are a trap
0: yeah and they always
1: have been yeah uh, oh and, and our last like like straight news item here um, console gaming completely outdone by mobile gaming expect grim future of free to play and microtransactions. Oh, wait, that that's the present.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um so uh, they ran the numbers on, you know, the uh, what like like sectors of the gaming industry are uh, most dominant, right? Yeah. Uh, it says by P.W.C. Price Waterhouse Coopers. There we go. That I was looking for what that fucking stood for. They're, they're the <laughs> ones who ran the numbers. Um, uh-huh. So. Alright. $54.1 billion is what the gaming industry in the United States brings in. Uh, on a yearly basis. Like last year right yeah 37.1 billion of that was social and casual gaming which means y- your your mom playing candy crush yep yeah
0: or or us playing um to go.
1: yeah i didn't spend money on that but yes <laughs> there were ads there were ads you're right we did we did generate yep. money for them we we contributed yep Um, which leaves only, uh, where's, where's the number?
0: Uh, okay.
1: 19.3? No. No. Uh, 26.7% is the, uh, traditional gaming, which is your PS5s, your Xboxes, your Switches. Uh, which comes out to about $15 billion.
0: Which is less than half of what social and casual brings in. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> it's still a good amount of money. It's still oh
0: yeah,
1: fifteen I mean, billion. I wouldn't.
0: I would accept fifteen billion. Right,
1: that would be fifteen billion dog parks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's definitely not. It, it's not the dominant force in gaming anymore by a long shot. No. Uh, this article also. Just just to have a little fun, I guess. Uh, Esports makes up, like, less than 1% of that. That makes sense. Yeah, like League of Legends and shit. Not making the games industry much money. No. 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 But I, I did just think it was—it's interesting to put into perspective what games actually are, right? Because you and I—we're—we're we're largely traditional gamers, right? We we do our little like yeah. mobile games, whatever. But the main things we look forward to are the big, like traditional games, you know, the Zelda, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we look forward to, and uh, most people who play games don't.
0: Nope. Yeah. I mean, by and large, most people play mobile games. Yeah. I mean, it's it's especially if you look at it from the perspective of like, if you, I I I work in an industry where I end up working with a lot of younger people. Uh, it's just the nature of the job i'm in it's a lower paid job for kind of entry level so uh, it gets a lot of high schoolers a lot of younger college students um working in it and there's a lot of them that just they don't have computers like most people don't have computers anymore yeah everything they do is on their phone and uh that's not changing anytime soon at all no it's Um, just
1: more convenient to do things on the phone
0: it 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 is and and so like doing games on the phone is just the obvious next step
1: right um it's with you all the time you take it everywhere Yeah. Whenever you're waiting Um, in line for a hot dog, you just pull out your phone and you tap tap for a couple minutes and then you get your hot dog and you move on. I I do, actually. And and that that might be your gaming for the day, you know?
0: I do that every week. (laughs) Love hot dogs. Love hot dogs. And the Sam's Club slash Costco hot dog is just such a good deal. Yeah, didn't
1: they, like, All refuse right. to up the price on that?
0: That was, yeah, Costco. Um, the former... The the founder, who is no longer in the C-suite, uh, came back when one of the uh, VPs was suggesting upping the price and uh, said, I will actually kill you if this changes <laughs> from $1.50. And it is. It is $1. 50 or $1.50 or $1.50 or one hundred and fifty. Everywhere in the world, whether that's different in price or not, it is 150 yen. It is 1.5 euros. It is like, it's 150. Okay. Everywhere. And it always will be, or he will come and murder you. I like that.
1: I like him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Before we move on, I did have a couple other things I wanted to point out in here. Uh, most of that, most of the mobile game income does come from uh, in-app advertising, which made up almost yeah. twenty billion dollars of the thirty-seven billion. Um, and also, the games are blowing movies out of the water.
0: Oh, have been for a while now.
1: Yeah, like, it says here the film industry is valued at almost $26 billion, which is significantly less than mobile gaming alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the article here does make the point of, like, you, you, you do have to take this with a grain of salt, you know. They're, they're very different industries. But it oh, is yeah. interesting to see... Which ones are bringing in more money? Yeah. But, like, the way movies are advertised, you would think they were the biggest thing that happened year-round. But... No. Realistically, (laughs) more people are spending money on games than they are on movies.
0: Yeah. All right, it's time for our Bad Opinion piece Hour, and... We've got a
1: couple of them. Yeah, we have two today. There were just that many, uh, bad opinions.
0: Yeah, I didn't even go
1: to Metro Reader.
0: No, we didn't need to. <laughs> both of these are mainline, um, like, actual writers.
1: People and, who get paid to write wrote these words.
0: boy, are their opinions shit. <laughs> um, well, you've, you've talked a lot about, uh, Zelda recently, um everyone's talking a lot about Zelda including this polygon writer who wants to be rewarded for not playing the game
1: yeah so this particular writer is seems to be upset that the main way you get hearts and stamina in Zelda is by gaining the lights of blessing which are the equivalent of the shrine orbs from the first game and then you take 4 of those and you trade them in For a heart container, or more stamina. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the way the game works. Uh, this writer thinks that that shouldn't be how the game works. They, Alright, I'm just gonna read this, this paragraph. This is from Polygon, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh... However, this system also restricts how you can play this open-world adventure. Two of Link's vital stats are tied to completing shrines, which can feel inflexible for players who are more motivated by exploration. Upon starting Tears of the Kingdom, the cavernous darkness of the depths area absolutely enthralled me. I liked how challenging the exploration was, and I felt the excitement of big, bad creatures looming in the dark. Blah blah blah, Link's health just wasn't cutting it especially given that the gloom found in the depths can temporarily steal hearts. I don't think the developers should get rid of shrines, or that shrines are bad, but the current shrine system restricts how people can enjoy the game, because it's a de facto requirement for anyone who wants to add to Link's heart or s- hearts or stamina wheel. Yes!
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is the game.
1: Like, <laughs> the same way... John, are you there?
0: Uh, I likened this to to Mario. It's like I just I just want to do the the platforming thing. I don't want there to be a timer and Goombas. Like, but that's part of the game. Like, why not just have the, all the game there?
1: Okay, I'm back. Cool.
0: Uh, what were you I, I saying? With, I was talking about Goombas and Mario.
1: Oh, okay, so so uh, like I was saying, uh, like like say, the writer is saying the current shrine system restricts how people can enjoy the game because it's a de facto requirement for anyone who wants to add to Link's hearts or stamina wheel. And my response to that is yes. That's, yes. That's that's how games work. You know, uh-huh the same way like you play Final Fantasy X, right and you're restricted from summoning until you do the temple that gets you the summon. It's the reward for doing the activity. uh-huh the like you <laughs> play the game yeah the 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 reason why there are not shrines in the depths, is to encourage you to not just spend your time in the depths. Go up to the surface, get more hearts, go down to the depths, explore some more. When you hit a wall, you go back up. You explore there. It's a way of feeding the game, feeding into itself, right?
0: It is a cycle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You could say it's a gameplay loop, Wow, I know, I just invented a brand new concept. It's it's just... No, there's no way. It's crazy to me that this is a take somebody had. Like, sure, yeah. you might be playing this game, and certain aspects of the game interest you more than others. That's totally natural, and fine, yeah. and good. Sure. But if you want to get the reward for a specific activity in a game you have to go do that activity when i want a a a new outfit in runescape and it's locked behind a mini game i go and do the mini game if i decide Mm -hmm. it's not worth it then i just have to say i guess i'm not getting that outfit yeah (laughs) yeah like the end that's how that works I either put in the time at the activity the game says to put the time into, or I don't get the reward.
0: <laughs> yeah. Aw, uh, where I'm playing a Fire Emblem game, and there's a split uh, path where if I go one way, I get one character, but if I go the other way, I get the other character. But I, I want, want both, both characters! characters. <laughs> That's
1: not how the game works, dipshit! Right! But one of the, a, a good example of that actually is a uh, Star Ocean Second Evolution, a game I played a ton. I've played like three or four whole playthroughs of that game, right? And there, <clears throat> certain characters are uh, exclusive from each other. So there are two characters, Opera and Ernest, who I've absolutely never used in a single playthrough. Because my favorite (laughs) character, Ashton Anchors, is exclusive from them. Like, if you get him, you cannot get them. Yeah. And so I've given up on ever playing with Opera and Ernest because I love Ashton Anchors. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not like, oh, why did the game do this to me? Like, (laughs) that's how it is. I, I accept it and I move on. That's how they designed it yeah. to be. <laughs>
0: That's just the way the game is,
1: right. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's just an absurdly bad take from somebody who apparently doesn't want to play the game that they're currently playing. Yeah. And then we have our yeah. other take. Where do we start with this one, John?
0: I mean, you wrote it pretty well. All right. Uh, Fuck fucking maniac, writing for Forbes, wants to discard labor laws because too many people aren't protected by them, rather than expanding them, as his premise would seem to indicate. So he he points out that the way the labor laws are written, uh, they're written for jobs that that don't necessarily exist anymore, or they're, they're just use
1: there are cases fewer of that, them.
0: that... Yeah, they, they're just use cases that don't really happen that much nowadays. So, since they don't really impact most people, uh, just get rid of them. Uh, the reason they don't impact most people is because they exist. Yeah. So, so the, the, way- the, <laughs> the law happened, and so... so companies decided hey since we can't do this thing anymore that was really bad for people we'll do something different absolutely if we got rid of those they would start doing those
1: things again right like the whole reason we have laws is because people were not doing these things in the first place you know I, I, i i beg of you to look at the history of coal mines You know, it's (laughs) yeah, it's very scary uh, the way that coal coal mining companies were able to just completely exploit their workers until we created laws that said they could not. Yep. Um, And and this writer is accurately pointing out that our jobs really are our job laws, our labor laws. Uh, really, only impact like two kinds of employees, right? There are hourly employees, and then there are exempt employees, which basically just means salaried, you know? Yeah. O- uh-huh. Hourly and salary. But increasingly, we have a third type of em- employee, the contractor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A- and the contractor is really just a contractor because. We haven't decided that our uh, they should be hourly workers. Like, he, he, he yeah. uses Uber as his main example. And I've been doing Uber Eats recently because I need some money, right? Um, yeah. And, and the, what he says here is just uh, bullshit. <laughs> so he says, this is a quote from the Forbes article, Uber driving is not continuous work. There is downtime, and for many drivers, the time spent waiting for the next customer can be considerable. However, most Uber drivers I talk to have other occupations. Many are students, and they use their downtime studying. Some have other employment, and they can work for that second job on their laptop. Some use their laptop for leisure leisure activities, which they wouldn't be able to do in a normal job. Now, I have a rebuttal to every single one of these things. <laughs> First of all, there is downtime, but you know what most of my downtime on Uber Eats is spent doing? Driving back from the house I delivered to, to a place where I might get another delivery. Yeah. You know, because there are places, the way we've set up our cities, terrible way, by the way, entirely different conversation. But we have (laughs) residential sections, and then we have commercial sections, and they're different. They're in different places. So I pick up an order in a commercial district. I drive to a residential district and give them their order. And then what do you know? I'm not going to get another delivery immediately sitting inside of a residential district because I'm not close to a restaurant. Yeah. So I have to drive back to where the restaurants are. That's not really downtime, is it? No. <laughs> That's not time I could be s- spending on studying as a student. No. Um. Then he wants to point out that some of them have other employment and can work on that second job on their laptop. I also want to point out that Forbes is one of the leading fucking newspapers fucking saying that work from home should stop and get back in the office. Uh-huh. So, so, do you want them to be able to work on their job on their laptop? Or do you want them back in the fucking office? You have to pick one. Yep. Um, and then some use their laptop for leisure activities, which they wouldn't be able to do, do in a normal job. Fuck you. People spend... Uh, yeah. I'm in a RuneScape guild, right? Most of my friends in there are working while playing. <laughs> like, like... Absolutely. <laughs> People use uh, use their laptop for leisure activities currently at a normal job. Absolutely, like like, all the time. Uber just is a job, and we arbitrarily decided that they're independent contractors because uh, the CEO bought out the politicians. Really? Yep. (laughs) Like that's yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) Um, and and then his, his solution is just like, uh, independent contractors should stop asking for rights and we should just get rid of labor laws as they are because an employee and a company should be able to come to a contract together, John. They, They, they should be able to come to the table together and sit down and, you know, really decide for each other what they want, what they want and need from each other. John, that's, that's how, that's how employment works, right? <laughs> no. Um, he also makes a point, a, a point in here, which is just a bullshit. Uh, Employers, their employees, and legislative bodies must recognize something economic research has been confirming for many decades. Employee benefits are a dollar-for-dollar substitute for wages. No. No, they are not. No, they are not! (laughs) No. No. No,
0: they aren't. Many advocates of forcing
1: Uber drivers to become employees think that employee benefits, like health insurance, are going to materialize out of thin air. In fact, every dollar of new benefits is likely to result in a dollar reduction in take-home pay. No, it doesn't. It only does because the company says that it will.
0: Yeah, it only does because the company sucks.
1: Yeah, Like, like when Amazon... Raised its minimum wage to $15. And then decided to cut benefits at the same time. It didn't have to do that. No. (laughs) But it chose to. But it chose to. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But I guarantee you that it did not add up to a dollar for dollar exchange.
2: close.
1: Um... Yeah, this is just a person who wants to devastate the American working class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> and yeah,
0: it, it is. And <laughs> th- this is someone who, like... It, it <laughs> he They were either paid to write this, or they lubed them, their asshole up really well beforehand, just hoping... Hoping that that Papa business would come and fuck them, like
1: <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this this from the guy who writes articles like charity without the welfare state. Uh, why are there <sighs> drug shortages? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, his name's John Goodman. He's not the actor, though. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah, it's just... When you have... When you see a problem in America's laws, right, and you accurately identify what the problem is, I don't understand how your next jump is to be like, so get rid of the law, then the problem goes away. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: uh...
1: Never never once has getting rid of a labor law uh, been beneficial to the working class. Yeah. No. This is so dumb. It only... It, it, I mean, it, he's getting Jeff Bezos money. That's what that is. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeff Bezos would like to see... Uh, more contract workers in the future because he can pay them less <laughs> yeah yeah anything else no all right let's uh let's jump to game facts
0: game facts the facts about
1: the area 51 is that the uh, tune that plays when you start up the game? No, I was just doing the. Um... Twilight Zone? Oh, okay. It's been a while since I watched <laughs> Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs>
1: See, that's the part I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Area 51 is a light gun arcade game developed by Mesa Logic and published by Atari Games in 1995. Mesa Logic just sounds like they don't exist anymore. Correct. Uh, As
0: far as I could tell, and I I honestly, I spent about half an hour looking for this. Um, They only made three games, and all of them are functionally Area 51.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In Area 51, you play as a member of the Special Tactical Advanced Alien Response or STAR team, led by Lieutenant Stephanie Grant and Sergeant Major Marcus Bradley as you penetrate Area 51, which is suffering a military incursion from the zombie-creating aliens, the Kron, in an attempt to activate the nuclear self-destruct on site. Um, First of all, why is it a nuclear self-destruct? That just seems like it's going to create further problems for you.
0: Uh, uh yeah yeah can't really answer that
1: <laughs> second is sergeant major a rank yeah okay because like there's like sergeant there's like
0: uh okay so family sergeant uh, it's it's,
1: a, it's an appointment it's an appointment okay so yes. it's not like a rank that you get promoted up to. All right. Not in the U.S. Alright. You start with a semi-auto pistol. Or two if you play cowboy style and grab both guns. Cowboy style? Do they call
0: it cowboy style? That's what style? they call it, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is the terminology for
1: light gun games. Okay. And now you've learned something. I have. I don't play light gun games, so... <laughs> But you can upgrade your guns as you go by sh- shooting upgrade targets which grant you a shotgun, a machine gun, and finally an auto shotgun, which isn't a thing yeah. that exists. Nope. That's uh, the but way it shotguns does exist in every game. <laughs> the way shotguns works or shotguns work, there's no feasible way that you could ever have an auto shotgun. <laughs> Getting hit by any attack drops you all the way back to the pistol. Just one attack. Uh Uh-huh. One hit. Yep. Damn. That's that's unfortunate. The Kron are not a wholly evil race, as this is merely a rebel splinter cell causing mayhem. If you shoot the first three star members you see, you then start the game in Kron Hunter mode. Where you play as a Kron hunting the shapeshifting shifting Kron rebels who are infiltrating the base. Yeah. Wait, so... Friendly Fire, basically working for the enemy, then gets you a mode where you play as a version of the enemy, but that isn't an enemy. So,
0: um, the lore here is that those three star members were shape-shifted Kron rebels. Oh, so, so you
1: knew that they were, yeah. It's like um, it's like in Men in Black when uh, Will Smith sees all the aliens, the the cardboard aliens and shit, and all the dudes around him are shooting all the aliens, and he just pops one in the fucking little girl's head. He's like, nah, there's something up with her. She's like five years old, she's reading like metaphysical books and shit. It's it's that. It's that in the game. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to talk about Men in Black. There are many different... (laughs) There are many different types of enemies, including ones that punch, shoot, fire rockets, throw things, or even are stronger purple mutants. We'll talk about mutants later. Fortunately, they (laughs) all... Do we have to? We got over the news. (laughs) <laughs> what? No, I'm talking about our, our last section. Fortunately, they all like to... S- there you go. You're back. <laughs> Fortunately, they all like to stand near explosive barrels. And between that and the few grenades you can toss, they get gibbed pretty easily. Um... Atari was desperately in the red, with years of unprofitable games and most of their devs dipping out to join EA, and so they put all their eggs in this basket, making a light gun shooter titled Bounty Hunter. But the developer in charge also left to join EA. (laughs) (laughs) At At a loss as to what to do, Atari contracted Mesa Logic to finish the game. After playing it, they basically said, Nah, this is shit. We can do better. And then they did.
0: <laughs>
1: can you imagine, though?
0: You're like, All right, we have one chance.
1: <laughs> Jim,
0: you're in charge of making this game. And Jim's like, All right, I made three quarters of a shitty game. I know this isn't going to work. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he grabs uh, his mop and bucket again and gets back to back to cleaning. Yeah. Like golly.
0: Balls on that man.
1: Yeah. Oh. Imagine putting all your money into a game and then the developer leaves to join the person you were already upset with stealing all your people. Yep. <laughs> wonderful. I would just quit at that point. Like, alright guys, we had a good run. We had a good run. They're better. They're better than us. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) They they win. They win. Yeah. (laughs) The game was so popular it got ported to PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and PC. And sold surprisingly well there too, despite light gun games typically selling far worse. Because you have to buy a light gun for it to you know work it even got a tiger electronics lcd handheld no way that's the tiger electronics (laughs)
0: dude the fact the fact that it got an lcd handheld is incredible because it's a light gun
1: game so how does that work (laughs) (laughs)
0: here's the thing the the game has a light gun on it it's an lcd game with a light gun
1: that works i'm sorry so you're holding a handheld device in one hand and then yes. you're shooting at it with the, the light gun in your other hand
0: uh-huh that also, sounds terrible it, it comes
1: with a, comes with a stand so you can like prop it up somewhere oh okay that that's a little bit better but still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like a Kid Icarus on the DS flashbacks. Like, really cool game, you know? R- really, yeah. really interesting game. Impossible to play handheld. Absolutely impossible. <laughs> and so you'd have to get one of those Nintendo DS docks, right? Uh-huh. Which yeah. don't exist. <laughs> no. You I'm cannot find one. Um,
0: no. And
1: uh, all it does functionally is allow you to put the game down and you can you can tilt it slightly the ha- the, the DS and it raises it maybe 2 inches off the counter. Yep. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yep. In 1997, they released Maximum Force, which is functionally identical but reskinned to be a counter terrorist Fighting at a cargo dock, bank, and jungle. Then they packaged them together the next year in a dual game cabinet. That's ripping people off. But yeah. also separately released the true sequel, Area 51 Site 4.
0: Out of curiosity, have you ever played Area 51?
1: No, I don't play light gun games. The only one I might have played is like Crisis. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Crisis has gotten more popular
1: in the last, like, ten years. Like, legit, I don't uh, think I've ever even seen an Area 51 cabinet.
0: I I grew up with an Area 51 cabinet at my local dollar theater. Ah. Which, man, I wish those still existed. Uh,
1: Capitalism, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, second-run theaters.
1: Second-run theaters were incredible. There's one in uh, in the town, like, 20 minutes from me. It's called The Beltonian. Okay, it It'll show, like, old movies for a, a couple weeks every now and then. I got to see uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the one I grew up with was The Picture Show. And it, it was, it, I mean, it was awesome. It, it had, like, cheap snacks and... When we first started going there, movies were a dollar to watch.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, I get days. literally a dollar to watch. And on, like, Thursdays or something, they were 75 cents. So, like... <laughs> wow. I probably would not have seen as many movies as I have if it wasn't for the second-run theater. Because, the like, this, this is a lot of time movie. still the like yeah movies other places were were ten bucks right and or more
1: and then they're overcharging um, for the food yeah yeah
0: um but yeah they there was a small arcade section there, and one of the the arcades was area fifty one okay, so actually I can't remember if it was area fifty one or area fifty one site four
1: it um, doesn't matter. It it really doesn't. (laughs) In 2005, Midway Games released a same-story, different-mechanics game titled Area 51, inspired by the original and featuring the voices of David Duchovny, Marilyn Manson, and Nolan North in one of his first roles. Several years later, they released a sequel, Black Sight Area 51, and a few years after that, the United States Air Force sponsored and released Area 51, the midway version, as freeware freeware for anyone. David Duchovny yep. is just an incredible person. Like, the way he's managed to make an entire career out of being in sci-fi shit. Yeah. That doesn't really happen for people anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But it happened for him. It <laughs> did. And only him. <laughs> right. A- everybody and else you see in sci-fi him. shit, like, nowadays, they're also in, like, a fucking romantic comedy three years ago, you know? Yeah. David Duchovny would not do a romantic comedy unless no, there was an uh, alien wh- in it. <laughs> unless, Yeah, unless he was romancing an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, what an incredible fucking... (laughs) Talk about typecasting himself. Right. (laughs) He doesn't seem upset about it at all. It seems intentional. (laughs) Also, Nolan North. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah the, The man who voices literally everyone in games. Right.
1: Back when he didn't voice everyone.
0: Yeah, he had to he had to play third fiddle to David Duchovny.
1: Yeah, and that other person who we're not saying the name of again. Na- nowadays they would just say
0: uh they, they would just make the game again, and Nolan North would do David Duchovny's voice.
1: No, like, no, <laughs> you have yes, to get would. Duchovny you know, back. You know it's right. You have to get Duchovny back. Come on.
0: Nope, that's how they do things
1: nowadays.
0: (laughs) Um, Gosh. Like, literally this happened. Um, (laughs) So, uh, who is... (sighs) Damn it, I can't ask this question. So I'm just having to Google it. Why Um, can't you
1: ask the question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, in Destiny... Peter Dinklage was the voice actor for Ghost, yes, the, the little robot, right? Uh, but he, they didn't. You know, a lot of people didn't like his delivery, and they didn't like the the how the character was portrayed. So they got rid of Peter Dinklage, what? and they got Nolan North to take over. God
1: damn it! <laughs> and then
0: one of the other most popular characters was. Nathan Fillion, who played as Cade, was the... Cade Six was the character he played. Oh, he died. And Nathan Fillion got to a point where he was too expensive and couldn't always, like, he wasn't always available, and they were really trying to push towards, you know, availability all the time. At least he wasn't
1: too expensive to begin with.
0: They got rid of him, and they got Nolan North to play as Cade. So uh, yeah, the, See, they here, would just have they would just have Nolan North be David Duchovny. Here's
1: the problem with your premise: David Duchovny always gives the best performance, and David Duchovny would not ask for any money. Whatever they it's offered true. him, he would just take. <laughs> yeah,
0: he'd be like, "All right, uh, I have I have some some requirements. Uh, is this sci-fi?" <laughs> okay yes, i'm good i mean that's I'm the in. requirement I'm in. can i fuck an alien no okay that, that's that's fine that's fine i was just like you know i was I, I was excited for a moment there
1: as long as there's an alien somewhere it's fine <laughs> yeah,
0: i don't i don't have to fuck them like i i'm, I'm interested like if you want to change things so that it, that that's the way it is i'm down but like it's okay if it's not oh my god i love the idea of just questions in there that like don't actually have any bearing on whether you'll join you're just really
1: interested (laughs) right (laughs) the real area 51 as everyone knows is the site of the world's most top secret and exclusive softball field is that true it is actually uh, if you zoom in on
0: uh, Google Maps uh, it's a bunch of buildings and roads and stuff and and cars and uh, a great big softball field
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean Just... when you're not when you're not investigating aliens you have to do something in your downtime
2: yeah yeah
1: and there's uh, no I mean... way they allow you on the internet in area 51. Absolutely, no, absolutely zero not. way they allow you on the internet
0: <laughs> see see actually it's uh a training site for the aliens so that they can better impersonate uh americans so uh you know they got to get them out there learning um uh, america's like favorite pastime yeah correct exactly
1: yeah softball um, Yet. <laughs> Not American's <laughs> favorite <accent. laughs> Oh man In July 2019 A joke proposal to storm Area 51 to Clap them alien cheeks Reached over 2 million participants And while only around 3,000 people made the journey to Nevada And only around 150 Went to the gates Several people were nevertheless arrested at the event I remember a dude Naruto running past a a newscaster. Yeah. 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 (laughs) With all that apparent free time at people's fingertips, is it a surprise then that just half a year later, we'd all be locked in our houses for quarantine? Coincidence? I think not. I I, I think it is. Just wake up, sheeple! (laughs) Put the,
0: the lines together!
1: And that
0: was just the facts. Quote, unquote. <clears throat> All right, and now it's time for the media that made us the slave girls from beyond infinity. You mean hot <laughs> shit? <laughs> no, this this is
1: absolutely the
0: media that made us.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely uh, watched this fucking D movie, fucking <laughs> <laughs> shitty ass bullshit from nineteen eighty seven. Uh huh. Yeah, this is what made you who you are today. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> It's just the most dangerous game.
0: Slave (laughs) Girls from Beyond Infinity. Hot take. This movie was not anywhere near as bad as I expected it to be.
1: It was more boring than it was bad. This
0: movie was a hundred times better than Face Off was.
1: Yeah, I mean... I would give it that just because it's only, like, 70 minutes long. (laughs) It didn't waste as much of your life? Right. Like, it's an hour and, like, 15 minutes tops. Whereas Face-Off was, like, two and a half hours. And Uh. both were incredibly boring, but this one wasn't... Didn't give as much time to be boring, so... Good yeah, on. There's them. also a lot more tits in this one. There are. There's more tits. <laughs> I'll I'll honestly say not great tits. No, no.
0: That's this is this is the thing I like about D films. <laughs> is that they often include nudity. Uh huh. But it's not like like ooh, this is
1: pornographic. It's like. There's nudity. Yeah, we just wanted to pull, we just wanted the actress to pull her tits out. So we wrote yeah. a scene where her tits are out, but we don't but, actually have any idea of how to shoot a scene that's like sexual or sensual yeah, in any way.
0: It's 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 not it's not her, her tits aren't out to to like get you off. It, it, her tits are out because that's get the way they fucking off. wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's getting off on this nobody's getting off on this um it's it's just it's very different from both what you'd see in pornography and what you'd see in uh, modern cinema yeah like it, it's it's just there there are boobs honestly it's closer to the, the way that like HBO handles it with with like Game of Thrones
1: I was thinking
0: like,
1: um, it's there's, like- just, there's women are
0: women. They, yeah. they exist their bodies are slightly different and th- this is the way they appear
1: have you ever seen the whole nine yards
0: yeah it's been a long time
1: um there's a scene in there where one of the the hit women hit woman turned a uh, good good guy uh falls in love with Bruce Willis character uh she she leans out of the house and her tits are just out And it's not, like, sexual in any way. It's not hot. Her tits just are out because the situation she was in, she was naked. Yeah. And and that's what this was. It it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Except for one scene in the very middle of the movie where they inexplicably did have a sex scene. Yeah. And it was unhot also. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they did. It, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's start off with the title Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Um there's nothing implying that they they were slave girls. Uh they seem to have been in a prison. Uh, uh no, they they did mention that it was slavers. Oh, did they? It, it, yeah, it, I I thought
0: the same thing. I thought it was like, oh, this is this is a prison ship. They were you know, imprisoned for some reason. And then, then it was like, no.
1: Okay. So there we go. But from beyond infinity, they're they're not, they're just from a a spaceship, a discount star destroyer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also for a sci-fi movie about being in space, once again, surprisingly little in space. This always seems to happen with sci-fi shit. It gets me excited for big space adventures. And then we spend all of our time on some bullshit planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is always the way it is. Right. I mean, at this point, you should just kind of expect it, but...
1: I do, but it's disappointing anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Right. Um, All of the characters are one-dimensional at best. Yeah. Nobody's a particularly good actor. Nope. Uh, The story is held together with duct tape. Yeah. Near the end, like, the world building just completely falls apart. Like, the Phantom Zone, the Temple the the mutant inside the temple, the zombies that attack them. What's going yeah. on there? It just seems to happen in order to have something happen. Yeah. And then like yeah. the the zombie mutant is chasing them the same way Zed is chasing them. But then when he busts into Zed's palace, he he shoots one of Zed's androids. So he's not on Zed's side? (laughs) Yeah. What what, what do you think of it? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I mean, I thought... I, I kept waiting for the movie to be as repulsively bad as it looked like it was going to be. Right. It wasn't. And it never... It never got there. It never um, made me,
1: like, say, fuck you, or go like, "oh Yeah. Yeah. It just kind it, of existed. It, it, uh-huh. It, it, I mean, we finished it. I mean, okay, let's give a plot synopsis. Um, okay, go for it. Daria and Tisa are the slave girls on a prison ship. Uh, Daria is extraordinarily strong. She's able to rip the chain that she's uh, attached to from the floor and then do the same for teases. And then they escape off screen because they couldn't bother to do that. Um, In this scene, Daria also says that they're going to reverse the polarity of the chains, which made me want to dunk my head in water. (laughs) You caught it too, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no there there was definitely some some techno babble that just didn't fucking make sense in the
1: slightest. It was just stolen from Doctor Who. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um they knock out the prison guards and grab a an escape pod and uh, get away with that. Uh then something happens, and they lose control of the ship and crash land on a planet. I cannot possibly tell you what happens, because it was more technobabble <laughs> that made absolutely zero sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it was completely <laughs> worthless. <laughs> um, they wash up on shore and are taken into the care of a man named Zed, who is accompanied by two androids um and currently has two guests Sheila and Rick oh, no it's yeah. not Sheila it's Shayla Sh- yeah yeah Shayla yeah they pronounce it Shayla every time um they go and put on actual clothes and then have dinner where Rick pulls aside Daria and says like he's he's been coming across as a drunk the whole time and he's like I'm not I'm not nearly as like uh I'm not as thinky as you drunk I am. No, he's he's actually not though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um he's he's faking his inebriation is so that Zed will think he's an easier target, I guess, because they were actually here uh-huh. with two other people who have gone missing. Every every time somebody goes into Zed's trophy room, they go missing. Yes. Then, that night, Daria and Rick sneak into the trophy room and they see a whole bunch of uh, human and alien heads lining the walls and they're like, oh god. And then they see a ship in the back and uh, they could get away with it, but then Daria turns to Rick and says we can't leave without Shayla it's important to note for this that Shayla is Rick's sister so it's weird that Daria is the one saying this to Rick
0: yeah uh uh, (coughs) Rick has some other things on his mind um which we will come to later yeah (laughs) I, I realized something when watching this movie, uh, which is, see, you know, the, the whole concept of, um, like, virginity is stupid. Like, it, it's 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 an, an absolutely dumb concept, just in general. Yes. But there are certain people you can tell are virgins.
1: <laughs> Rick is one of them. Rick is one of them. Rick yeah. is a virgin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Rick is
0: one hundred percent a virgin and again there's nothing wrong with being virgin because there's nothing right about being
1: virgin it's just a state
0: of a being. nothing it is a state of of being technically but not really even yeah that right <laughs> um so yeah uh he's definitely a virgin. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, Rick and Daria then sneak out into the forest, and they set up, like, a deadfall trap for Zed. Uh, then... Then a weird scene where Zed is about to rape Shayla, I guess, happens? And the dialogue makes it very clear that he's just doing this to piss off Rick, which... I-, I sent you a message immediately called to mind um the women in refrigerators thing, you know, yeah, but like, yeah, we're only doing this to you to make a dude do something great Ugh. yeah, um then morning comes, and Rick and Daria sneak back into the th- the building before Zed finds them gone, and in order to get rid of his suspicions, um, pretend to have sex? Yeah. And then once he's gone, they actually have sex?
0: Yeah, no, they pretend to have sex, and then, um...
1: Confess feelings for each other after having While they're doing that,
0: she, like, Daria, like, throws him off of her and is like, no, fuck you.
1: Yeah, And then they fuck each other anyways. Yeah, it's a a very strange scene. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it is. Because, yeah, she throws him off violently after after Zed leaves. And then he gets back up. And then she gets on top of him. And then confesses feelings for him. And Rick confesses feelings for her. And then they have a softcore porn scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like that's that's the way it is. Um and then and then it's nighttime again and uh, Rick is taken into the trophy room and he's given a laser gun and he's told like it'll it'll start working in 10 minutes. That's how much of a head start you're getting. And uh Oh, by the way, I have your your sister. Doesn't in this scene he does not mention the rape or the abuse at all, which makes me wonder why he did it in to begin with. If it was to piss off Rick, why didn't you tell Rick? Yeah, I (laughs) no idea. Um, Rick uh, puts up a pretty good showing. But then, stupidly, doesn't run for their deadfall trap to lure Zed into it. Instead, he uh, gets caught in a spiderweb and is murdered and beheaded. So, as he deserves to be. It's a it's a real good thing that we spent all that time with Rick. It was uh, to
0: make you feel for him for when he dies.
1: I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Then, um, the three girls get sent out into the night. Instead of giving them laser pistols, though, he only gives them knives, which seems a little rude. Uh, he mentions how women are devious, seems a little misogynist.
0: I mean, he's more than a little.
1: Yeah, and then sends them off to a temple that has laser weapons, which is just adding unnecessary steps to the plan, and warns them about a phantom zone, which is the only foreshadowing we get at all of what's going to happen inside of the temple. Yeah. Uh, while they're heading for the temple, Tisa loses the map because her tits are too small. I mean that is why, right? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so she has to double back to find the map, which it's dark out, so I don't know why they bothered doing that. Um, I don't know yeah. how she found the map at all because she does. But like it's dark. I don't know, man. <laughs> But then um. Zed, Zed comes up on her, and she has to hide. And then the other two are like, oh, we should go back for Tisa. What if Zed catches up to her? To which I say, then why didn't you go with her in the first place? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great question. Then they end up with Zed between the two of them and Tisa and Shayla's like, we're going to have to flush him out in order to draw his attention away from Tisa. And so she runs out and gets herself murdered. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's Tisa, what happens. And then Tisa and Daria reunite and head for the temple where well, they also
0: managed to shoot him.
1: They did. They, they shoot hit him. him with the knife. They said a, a spike? It's like a spike goes into his foot. I don't know.
0: That's right,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, also, during this, they find the deadfall trap they set up, and another person has already been caught in it, which I thought... It doesn't line up with the death that we see before Rick goes out. It doesn't line up with no. Rick's death. No. No. So I don't, happens. Know, I don't know who this person is that died. <laughs> why do you care? It's just like... It, nothing that's set up implies there's another person out there, and then we just see another dead person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but why do you um, care? <laughs> they get to the temple. They open it by pushing to... Things on the side of it, whatever. Then they enter the Phantom Zone. Bum, bum, bum. Um, they get attacked by a couple of discount zombies. Um, then Tisa gets attacked by a zombie mutant thing. And that's uh, accurate. Yeah, it is
0: a just a zombie mutant thing.
1: Yeah. Then. Daria shoots it. Daria is the the action girl, right? Like yeah. Tisa Tisa is the damsel in distress, and and Daria is the the one to save her all of the time. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um, She's
0: the the heroine.
1: Yeah. She also this. gets the biggest gun because they do find the laser <laughs> <laughs> yeah. weapons. And she finds an absurdly large laser weapon. Um, And then they go out to hunt Zed. (coughs) Uh, Daria falls off a log. Um, Zed takes Tisa away to rape and kill her. Then it's revealed that Daria gasp did not die. Um, and she goes back to the palace to save Tisa. There's a very pitiful fight scene involving. Yeah. <laughs> All of the fight <laughs> scenes are pitiful, but this is supposed to be the climactic one. Yeah.
0: This and is, it is this is the climax sad. of the movie, <laughs>
1: and
0: it happens in like like two and a half minutes, <laughs> where
1: they I set it up like. I mean, at it least it wasn't like, half an hour like face off.
0: But but it's like. They they, they...
1: (laughs) okay. So here's the setup. He's
0: there. He's there. Daria walks in, and and he immediately goes to fight her, and then just fucking gets owned like instantly. There's there's no contact uh, test whatsoever. No. And then a robot shows up. Two robots. And then she fucking owns it. And then the other one shows up as well,
1: and she owns it too. And then it's over. And then like, the, it's it, hold it, on, like, no, because the zombie mutant shows up, and it owns one of the androids. You're right. <laughs> For some reason, despite hunting Daria and Tisa, it shows up and kills an android before being killed by Daria. Yeah. Um, also. Daria doesn't kill Zed, she just kind of like incapacitates him and then the Daria and Tisa escape for the spaceship and as they're escaping Zed blows himself up. Question mark.
0: Yeah, um
1: whatever that was that happened there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the- <laughs> All we see is the palace glowing weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> While he slowly yeah. dies in a chair and presses a button excruciatingly slowly. Yeah. I I
0: can't speak to what the fuck happened.
1: Um, then the movie ends with Daria and Tisa saying, we're going to go off and have a bunch of adventures now.
0: I honestly wished that this, this movie had been made a little bit more recently because then there would have been like, like these are two strong, um, uh, women figures who like spin the whole movie nowadays would have, yeah, would have been lesbians. Hundred percent. Yes. They Except would've. for th- that. That. Or at least was the that existed back then. Yeah.
1: You could, you could have Rickon and, and uh, Daria hook up, and then you have yeah, Daria and Tisa still. hook up. Like, absolutely. Have them be revealed to be an item the whole time. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I have some. I have some notes here. Uh. Okay. Tisa says after reuniting with uh, Daria after Sheila dies, fate certainly weaves a twisted tapestry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That that does happen. I just found that line so insanely weird to be in this movie. It's like the movie's trying to be philosophical for this one line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, Daria asks Rick if he has a knife And he says, only this And he produces what (laughs) I described as the world's largest knife Yeah (laughs) It is less a knife and more an oversized dagger (laughs) Yeah Um, oh, right, the lighting is inconsistent in the movie, so they'll be talking about how dark it is in the nighttime and how they have to wait until dawn to do stuff. Meanwhile, the lighting looks like midday. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, the sun seems to be shining down directly onto them. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um... Uh, My comment, am I supposed to think Daria and Rick have actually caught feelings for each other? Uh, Because they have no chemistry. No,
2: (laughs) they they don't.
1: And them confessing their feelings for each other just seems to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, And finally, there's being mysterious about shit, and then there's having shit without explanation. The mutant who chases them from the temple is the latter. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because, like, I think I've talked about this before. I've been watching Twin Peaks recently, right? Uh And there's a lot of shit that happens in Twin Peaks that is just weird to be weird. And then there's shit that happens in Twin Peaks That is weird, but there's clearly something that's supposed to be going on there, and you just don't have the context for it, right? Yeah. And the temple in this movie is the weird-to-be-weird shit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But it's not even done well. No.
0: Well, nothing is.
1: No, nothing in this movie is done well. (laughs) Any additional thoughts?
0: Um, I would watch it again before watching Face Off.
1: Okay. (laughs) I would never watch either of these again. But it was better than that shit. I guess, given the choice, I would watch this one again, just because it's again. Yeah, shorter. That's really all I got.
0: All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Well, Wombat has once again lost connection, so I'm just gonna go ahead and end it here. Especially since you know we're at the end of this. So, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, Sorry, it's kind of been a weird one with um, connections in and out.
1: Yeah, there might be uh, some audio issues with like weird edits and stuff that I have to do because I keep losing connection.
0: Actually, edit this.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I actually Um,
0: edit. <laughs> uh huh. right sure whatever um uh this has been the end of whatever the fuck season this is uh i think oh, season has season 7
1: this was the end yeah I,
0: I i think this was the last episode of season 7
1: what that's too soon yeah right?
0: no it's 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 right on time looking forward to next season Uh, next week, or two weeks from now, rather, where we will be talking about the games we've played.
1: Oh, that means we need to pick games for each other.
0: We have to force each other to play games.
1: Oh, wait, we can just Um, do, instead we can do the, uh, random thing. Random? Uh, fortune, fortune cookie.
0: Okay. You wanna, you you gotta do it yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm doing it. How do you do this? Unfinished and unplayed, yeah. Open that cookie. I got Momodora Reverie under the moonlight. How the fuck do you do this? Uh, if you go to my backlog, you can hover. Ah, uh, there and we the go. Menu shows there up. There
0: we go. I see it. I see it. Unfinished, unplayed. Right, heave ho!
1: What? I don't. I'll fucking know. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I'll be playing Mobadora, and he will be playing heave ho.
0: Yeah, and for our mobile game, we will be playing pick a number between one and seven. Uh, three. Mouse Busters. Mouse Busters. Mouse Busters! So if you want to join in and follow along, download Mouse Busters. A game that I still haven't seen yet because the page refuses to load.
1: Oh, uh, this one doesn't ah, look bad.
0: No, this looks like it could be possibly good. Like a which game. could could be a bad thing. Because like the last time that...
1: Yeah. yeah. And sortigo looked like it'd be terrible, but it was actually one of the better was, ones we yeah, played. Yeah, it was
0: actually pretty good. Um, Okay, now, do you want to do one-hit blunders or a topic?
1: Well, I think I covered in our, our pre-talk that I feel like we've just moved topics to news. <sighs> like, functionally. It's my fault. Do what it
0: makes it my
1: problem <laughs> no I gather the news <laughs> um, uh, so I feel like we can just do one hit blunders
0: yeah in that case we will be watching or listening rather <laughs> to left left of the middle by Natalie and Bruchelier. Uh, is that uh, Torn? That is correct. Okay. Um, Alright, well, thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Season 8's on the way. Bye! Goodbye!